0: What is good, good people, and welcome back to the fourth episode of this podcast. We made it, we made and just it. and just to let people know, you know, we've had a bit of trouble troubles of this one. You know, we've gone around the houses. This is this is take two. Some te- <laughs> te- you know, it looks all nice on the social media world where you just see the finished product, but we've had to regroup, take some days off, recollect ourselves, and come back, come back stronger. We're at the end of the week, but we're here. We're excited to get talking again. Sani, how are we?
1: I'm not too bad, like you said. We've had some technical issues, but we move. We keep it moving. And episode four will be, will be out. Don't you worry about that. But if you actually want to know who I am, I'm upset. I'm upset, and you know why I'm upset. We've had a long weekend. We've had some technical issues all week. I'm not feeling too great. Feeling a bit tired. I haven't had a trim in a few weeks. It's the third week of lockdown we're in now. I come on, I think I'm going to see my friend, have a conversation. He's going to be in the same sort of mood, the same sort of mindset. What do I see on my return? Crispiness, fresh fade. Huh? Since then? When was this going to be discussed? And we were going to talk about this? Or was this just something you're going to do at your own and making me look bad as normal?
0: First and foremost, people. You know, this is this is a true friend who calls you out, you know, when we're in when we're in lockdown situations. But yes, I hope you're feeling the, the mic what I'm carrying here. The sides are looking crisp, beard looking crisp, and most importantly, the mustache is looking correct because that's an area where I start to sweat when I get in the barbershop. Somebody's coming through, they're doing a good job, and they got to the mustache, they got to the top lip and they start freestyling. But we've been blessed. Let's cause them up to something. It's neat. I'm up to oh, something. Yeah. Something's coming soon. That's why, you know, I'm not just getting a haircut in 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 these tough times for no reason. I've got something coming for you folks. But, you know, I appreciate you calling it out, Sydney. I know you've you've tried to shape up the beard. Well, you you okay. cut it down. I don't know if you have a a liner or a shape up, but Listen, that, maybe that's but for next we're, week.
1: We're gonna what we're not going to do is call me up because you've already boxed on me. So you're not gonna call me out on my trim or what I look like, okay? I came looking humble, thinking you know what it's three weeks of lockdown. I'm gonna show the people that it's been three weeks of lockdown. It's been tough, all right? I'm being re- I'm keeping it real, right? So you're not gonna call me out. But to be fair, the only reason why I would call out a fade like that if is if it's fresh and it's fresh. So I've got to give you props. It's looking... Well,
0: nice. I appreciate you calling out a fade, and th- it feels like a good opportunity to talk about fades, right? Because I view barbers as artists, not all of them are artists. Let me say that first. Some of them are road traders. Some of them you're seeing on Facebook doing all kinds of nonsense. But the true ones, the people who touch my head, artists. Mm. And many times I'm walking into the office, I'm walking around on this planet. I've just come out the barbers. I feel I've got a new level of energy. I've got a new sense of self. And I'm, I'm walking into the office. There's hundreds of people around. I'm not hearing a comment. I'm not hearing a comment, and what and what they're witnessing on my head is a piece of art. Just walked in the room, not one, not one comment. And I don't know if that's demographic or what, what, what's going on in there. But Sunit, I appreciate you. You know, I appreciate you noticing. I appreciate you, you taking stock, and um, I'll come back
1: again, strong, stronger. Listen, if your colleagues aren't going to do it, I'll be your hype, man. Don't you worry. I'm here for you. I want just, just like a bit of notice. That's what I'm asking for. A little bit of notice.
0: And maybe I could have got a face. Who knows? I apologise. Are you, are you scheduled? Are you, have you scheduled in for after lockdown? It's it's ending in a few days. Oh, What's happening? After lockdown,
1: don't worry. I'm coming, I'm coming clean with it. Don't you worry, my friend. You're going to be a different man
0: on screen. Let me ask you something then about haircuts, right? Because I was... A lot more adventurous in my in my youth before the corporate world in terms of getting haircuts. I yes. de- always had the lines in my head. I even dyed my hair blonde once. And now I feel a bit restricted. It's like I can't walk into the office with some lines in my head. How's a client going to feel? And I kind of cut it back. And yeah, you know, I'm still keeping the fade. But what, what are you going for these days? How's the evolution of Sunit's head? <laughs> <laughs> my head top. To be fair, these
1: days. With lockdown I mean, this is a this is becoming a too, far too apparent occurrence this trip <laughs> but normally I'm going for the, listen skin fade back inside nice medium I don't like it too high or too low it has to be a medium skin fade for me personally okay but, but it has to go to skin I need to feel a smooth back talking like a baby's bottom smooth
0: you need to walk out the walk out the barbers and feel the wind on your head Oh, 100 percent. If if someone if someone gives me a nice little slap on the back and
1: neck, I need to feel the force of that slap, okay? Because my hair grows back way too quickly. That's the issue of mine. So it's got to be skin. And then to be fair, on top, I don't actually even to this day I don't really know what I do on top, I just give it a nice little trim, thin it out a little bit, and just play around, see what happens. You know what I mean? The top I'm not too bothered about, but as long as I've got a nice skin fade, it yeah. works. It comes together. It falls nicely. That's the way. I, that's the way I look at it. But you are right. When I'm walking into the office. And I've got that, but need some someone. I got one one person's got to give me a shout. But it doesn't always happen. It's just, I mean,
0: it's criminal to be honest. If if it doesn't happen, <laughs> not only is it is a respect a disrespect to me and my and my head, to the barber, to the artist, <laughs> they've they put they've honed their craft in order for this recognition, yeah. and not one person is willing to to step out and say, "Hey man, <laughs> you're looking sharp today." appreciate that anyway what's exactly so before we go into today's main topic I think there's some today's world issues that we must address one being the passing of Maradona this week rest in peace how was that one I mean this year of 2020 has seen some legends Mm. cross over to the other side being the, the main one in comparison, how did this one, when this registered on your, on your Instagram feed? Well,
1: the thing about Diego is obviously it's a legend. This one hurt. This one is going to hurt the whole of the football community and probably even people outside the football community know about Diego Maradona. But it's one of those where it's like I was shocked, but then I kind of wasn't shocked just because of the lifestyle, the way he was moving. I mean, you heard a report about Diego Maradona literally every year, didn't you? Every mm-hmm. year was was something else that came out about Maradona, about something that like he was doing, you know, drugs or alcohol or whatever. So even though it was like, wow, this is mad. It was like, I wasn't shocked, but then I still was kind of shocked because he's still a legend. And he was... So if, if I'm comparing it to someone like Kobe, Kobe was... Mad. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It took me a good few weeks to get over that one. Mm. That was a massive shock. That was like, obviously a crazy accident. This one, even though it's a shock... It's a little bit more sort of understanding. You could have saw it coming.
0: It's more like, I mean, he did have brain surgery recently as well. I think yeah. not even a month ago. So although you're like, well, wow, a legend has passed, it's not like it came out of nowhere. Mm. But it it is where the footballing community and the football world stops and just compares him to the greats. And I think we've had this discussion before in which if you see Maradona play and we... We don't like to go too much into past legends if we've never been able to witness them. And we've only seen them on the TV screen, on YouTube or whatnot. But you see the way Maradona played and the way he dribbled almost matches a modern day Messi in the way that he moved. Yeah. One of the greats.
1: One of the greats. If you you see the way people are talking about him, that past professionals, the way they're talking about him, you can tell he was special. You don't even need to have watched him play. Just the way some of the messages that have come through about him, you just knew he was a special talent. And he must have been unreal to watch live.
0: I bet. I mean, apart from the hand of God in which every Englishman <laughs> has to just take a moment right there. But legend. Legend has passed. Salute him. Rest and just, nice. my next thing I just want to hit on, just real quick. I to you it's time. For. It, 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 it. Sunday. Sunit's so he he's let me know of his evening meals plans. Apparently he's got a roast on the way. So I'm wondering, okay, it's so not a he's not a—it's not his family house. I've been round his house, I've seen his cooking talents. So I'm just wondering who's are you cooking up the roast today? Is that is that the situation? Is this the takeaway roast? I, I need to honest. understand what, what's coming in here
1: because be I'm, I'm disrespected that you'd even question my roast skills. Listen, I'm a chef, all right. I've been living on my own for a a, a almost couple of years now. I can cook up some stuff. I don't meat. It's not just any sort of roast. This is a sneak special, all right. This is a king roast. That's king roast. King roast.
0: All
1: right. I've got stuffing, gravy, chicken, parsnips, carrots. What more do you want? Oh, parsnips. I mean, that's
0: the the full works right there. I love parsnips. I'll be honest with you. Top tier. Top tier vegetable. Top tier vegetable. I can park oh. I, don't, I don't need parsnips. Ah, hurt me a little bit. It's not a vegetable for me. Whew, we'll <laughs> Anyway, we've been going, we've talked about little bits and bobs, but today's main topic is social media. We all live it. We all experience it every single day. I can guarantee that in the last hour, within you, lis- within you listening to this podcast, you've had a scroll. You've had a notification it's affecting our world in many different ways so let's just dive right in yeah
1: i feel like i need to just quickly brief on why we're discussing this today because i had a little moment during the week over the, over the past week really where I've, i know i'm late to the party but i've started to delve into tiktok a little bit now i don't have the app yet I need to make that clear. I do not have the app downloaded. But it has obviously started to stream into Instagram, some of these videos. So I'm seeing a few. And obviously, you know, Instagram is like, once you watch one video, it feels like it you knows your whole life story. And it starts flooding. you suggested with all sorts of the same videos. So I'm starting to see a lot more. And it just got me thinking, like, wow, man, like, this is actually a craze right now. Like, social media really takes over. When it starts getting on a bit of a hype, on a bit of a hype train, it takes over the world. Everyone these days is on TikTok now, isn't it?
0: Mm. And what type of videos are you watching when you get onto TikTok? What either, what is the suggested feed that's plugging up and knowing your lifestyle?
1: Well, right now, it's, it's. I'm in a really weird food craze. I don't know. <laughs> more, I don't know why, but I'm starting watching loads of food videos, like you keep stepping up, and like doing a little before and after, and just showing you how to tell the ingredients made. So that. I mean, I think I looked at one video and now that's all that I ever see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm starting to, I, I, I don't know, I don't like this, but I think, I, again, I watched one video of those dances that they do. That's one thing I don't like about TikTok. I ain't a fan of their dances.
0: You don't like that? You don't like the hype?
1: Nah, all that random dances and everyone just jumping on the same thing. It's not for me. But right now it's in my feed because I watched one video and I'm trying to get rid of it. <laughs>
0: But because you spend three seconds watching it just a little too long, it's going to continue being there. I you have know. to be strict with yourself if you're getting that up.
1: I know.
0: But let me, you mentioned, you did text me in the week. You said, do you watch TikTok? <laughs> I'm watching TikToks now. And now you're mentioning that you don't even have the app. No. And I think for all people above the age of 10, they go through <laughs> the three stages of TikTok. Firstly... We, we've identified that you're a late adopter. Yeah. You're a late, ad, a late adopter when it comes to the social media world. You've yeah. seen this thing, you said, This is above me. <laughs> TikTok? No. Yeah. How, how, how can I dive this this low? I'm not 10 years old. But anyway, as all people go through, as I said, above the age of 10, is three stages. Stage one, the late adopter. Or, you know, that late adopted period is kind of gone. Or the de- in the denial, you're saying, I'm too old for this. Or this dancing, I don't, I don't really wanna, don't really wanna see it. I don't need it. I don't want it in my life. Or the peeking it on Facebook and the starting to get a little whiff. <laughs> stage two, Sunit's currently in stage two. It's where you, you you're now starting to have a bit of an interest. you have not downloaded the app yet. But you're the secret fan. Yeah. <laughs> you're like a you're like a Drake, a majority of Drake fans. You're not coming out there. Okay. You don't wanna you not wanna join the bandwagon, although it's it's one of the best things happening right now. <laughs> but you you're watching it in your spare time. Three, you download the app, you convert, you just you sell your soul to the social media world, and that's it. You you you're in a two hour scroll. Yep. In, in you the, and
1: um, the question is though, how long between stage two? Because obviously, I'm, I'm well and truly in stage two. So I hand, <laughs> I'm in stage two, I'm a secret fan, pretending like I'm not a fan, but I'm just
0: being But well, what, how long am I in the stage for? So, like stage three. I would give it, but I'd also a caveat here it depends on your social media habits and the way in the world that you're using social media, yeah. right? If you're enjoying it, enjoying it, enjoying it a lot, if you're able to sustain that within the other apps that you're using Facebook Instagram even though I doubt it you may be able to hold off for a little while there will come a point though (laughs) in which your day is taking a downturn you're filling some hours Netflix is not fulfilling your life yeah you say you know what let me let me just you know no one's looking over my shoulder (laughs) let me let me download this app let me enjoy it next minute you're in You're in. And that's it. All you needed to do is that one download and you're gone. Because let me tell you what what TikTok is like in the real world. For people who don't use TikTok or don't not yet experience it, it's still in that stage one. TikTok is like a Las Vegas casino. Mm. You get in there. It's amazing. (laughs) There's Lots of lights flashing. There's no there's no windows. There's no doors. There's no time. They're feeding you drinks, they're, you know, they're keeping you on the slots machine. And before you know it, it's 10 hours later and you're 10 grand down. You get into a TikTok scroll, you you do that one flick, the blinkers mm-hmm. are on. You don't even know what's happening in the world around you above that screen. You're, you're in that casino and it's dangerous.
1: That is a real analogy. And I'll, you know what? I probably even say that is probably the same for all social media in the early the early beginnings of them
0: mm.
1: so that's why this is a good conversation to have Ryan. Mm.
0: so let me see. then as i was saying it's depending on your social media habits yeah how 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 are you and social media what's your relationship with it how do you use it just just on a not whether it's good or bad just yet, but just how how do you use it and where do you see it Yeah, I mean, in your life?
1: I'm happy to hold my hands up and say I, I like social media. I'm a social media fan, right? I love it. I'm, I'm generally, like I said earlier, I'm a little bit late to the party with a lot of social medias, But once I get onto them, I do enjoy it. Like It's a time filler, as you said. However, in the more recent past, I've definitely minimised the amount of different, different social media avenues I'm going down. So realistically, at this point now, it's only Instagram and YouTube, I'd say, that I'm on. No Twitter, got rid of that. No Facebook, got rid of that. No Snapchat. Never been on Tumblr or Reddit or anything like that. So at this point in time, it's only limited to a couple apps. TikTok soon come But for now, <laughs> for now it's only limited to a couple apps. But I'm still using those apps pretty often. It's not like, like even though I might be using less apps, I still would say I'm still using social media a high amount. So I, I can't sit here and pretend like I don't like social media. I do enjoy it a little bit. It's a lot on my day, which hurts.
0: And is it is your is its purpose in your life just to have a quick thrill? Is it? to go on there and learn something? Is it just purely entertainment? Right Where now, does it fit in? What time of the days are you using it? I'm just trying to get a picture here. Understand right. the landscape. What's scary for me is right now, it's just almost habit. It's
1: like, if I'm a little bit bored or I'm just, my attention's just not right there, I'm just phone. What can I go on? Quick fix, <laughs> quick fix. You know what I mean? What can I flick on? Nine times out of 10, there's nothing on this. It's nothing great. But like I said, at the moment, which is scary for me, it's habit. Instagram anyway, YouTube is more entertainment. YouTube when I wanna sit down after work, pull up the laptop, I just wanna watch some entertaining stuff. YouTube is more for that. But Instagram particularly it's just habit. What about yourself?
0: Now firstly you took me back when you said YouTube because mm. when I'm thinking of social medias instantly I'm thinking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, those Snapchat, that that kind of world. Yeah. I've almost just completely put aside where YouTube is and that that just before i get into my habits now i'm thinking about it what was the first was youtube the first i think so but could you comment in originally is, was it the first social media see the, for me social media the definition from in
1: my, i don't know if this is a fact but my definition of social media is it's something where you have to be able to upload content but you can also interact with other people Therefore, if YouTube was originally just uploading content and wasn't able to have that comment section, then I don't think it'd be classed as social media at that point.
0: But I'm pretty sure you could always do comments on YouTube. I think YouTube was the originator. I think that was the first, if I'm right. It's the first one I remember ever using because they used it in primary school. Yeah, that's why I have a vivid memory of getting onto social, getting onto YouTube, and being like, "What is this thing? Yeah. I, I can watch something that was on TV." Yeah because that was before we had the um, you know where on demand and everything like if you didn't yeah. watch it even then for us it was like it was gone but let <laughs> me just put out the, the definition of social media so we can check our facts here yeah websites and applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking yeah so if okay. we're going by the clear fact uh, the clear definition that it says create and share content maybe youtube was the first or n- now i really rewind rewinding was this thing like myspace was that i was never uh, myspace was before me myspace was before me too but um that might have been earlier or like bebo the, i was thinking that but i was like bebo was surely around when facebook was around yeah that I, I, I had a bebo yeah for sure and that was our secondary school and I think that's what Facebook was. OK, it's listen, at,
1: at the end of the day, we know if YouTube has been around the longest, I think we can say. Yeah, not been the originator, but it's been around the longest because I think it was definitely before Facebook. So it's and it's
0: still still active today. Yeah. For us in particular as well. So I think my my the way I try and treat social media right now, I think I'm definitely in that period in which I don't like my habits. But as I said, I'm calling them habits because I'm on it. I've always been a social media person. I was pretty late to the game. I didn't get a smartphone till I was 18. Moved to America. I was like, oh, I might need to talk to my family sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might need something to show a picture or share something. So mm-hmm. I went to Walmart, got this breeze block of a, looked like a BlackBerry knockoff phone, had facebook downloaded instagram for the first time go and check my first post it was very embarrassing still there to this day i don't know <laughs> what was going on Looked like a microphone head but ever since then i've always been quite quick to be on the, a new social media like i'm on it quite early i'm trying it out tiktok did take me a while because i was like this thing seems to like i think because it, it first originated in china because yeah. that's where it was first popular I didn't know if it was just an app that they use a lot because a lot of their social media is different to what we use mm. and then it kind of came over and it was I was like mm, this seems just like 10 year olds <laughs> and then I was on it you know then I gave in and uh, I was on it but I'm on I'm always on them quite early mm. but then it doesn't take me too long before I decide whether this is gone I don't need this anymore uh, Why? but I, I still keep I still keep those apps on me like Twitter it could get removed I never look on it really apart yeah. from if I'm looking at a Donald Trump tweet Snapchat it's on my phone I don't what do I need Snapchat Instagram stories is, is replacing that like that's gone so they're there I, I'm leaving them there in my vision although I don't really like the way I use them but I do love sharing like I like the idea of sharing parts of my life sharing things and just being part of that community that is wider that, that lives on the social in the social world. But that being said, I don't necessarily need the other side of it, which might be more of a self, selfish view like I don't I don't have notifications on my phone. Yeah. I really don't go on and look for particular, look for people's lives in particular, but I am caught into that like stories and instance. Life. Like if I go on Instagram, I'm more interested in someone's Instagram story as opposed to what's in their feed.
1: But that's why I think this is com- this conversation is so good to have about social media and whether or not this is good or bad for society, which we'll get into a bit more later. It's because you look at both of our like perceptions of social media that we've just described, we both show that we, we like social media. And we enjoy it but we're still hesitant and we're still like ah but we know that we're too much <laughs> habit based and we're on it too much and we wish we could you know lower our intake blah blah so there is that i think that's what everyone everyone you ask will know deep down that they shouldn't be on it as much as they are but they just can't help themselves and it's just that pull that and that's why i think this is a good conversation
0: to have. and i do want to just go back again into youtube because i'm interested again what was your first memory of youtube videos that you were watching? Because if that's the first kind of thing, what was the first thing that you were kind of like, oh, I have a choice over what I'm watching. I'm not just watching what's on TV or what my parents are watching now. What's that first thing that was like, got you hooked? I just remember, you know what, back in the
1: day, it was just pranks. I remember there was (laughs) this... You (laughs) were one of them! I was, one no! of them. I was one of them. I was because that no that for a while, that's what all YouTube was. It was like, it was just but you know, not though you know it, it went a bit the pranks went a bit crazy. There was loads of pranky channels, it was all fake. The original YouTube pranks were actually jokes. If we go back, I'm talking back like 10 years, the original YouTube pranks were hilarious. I remember when they used to go around like on buses and just slap people with a whoopee cushion machine and stuff like that. They were doing all mad stuff on YouTube back in the day. It was there was no filter.
0: That thing with pranks on YouTube is the half pranks, half abuse. Yeah. they are usually abusing somebody and then young people laughing. But I let you, I'll let you take that one. My first memories of of YouTube was uh, football videos. Ooh, always, yeah. This is like when I was in primary school, I first just fallen in love with football. I was like i can I can watch Ronaldinho videos. I think at the time it was Nike's like Jogger Bonita era and the era of, like Henry and, and all of them. Like all the adverts that were coming out were outrageous. Mm. And then uh, skills videos, football skills videos, I was hooked. Home, <laughs> got on YouTube, half an hour of football skills. And then I'd be in the garden just like getting mad at myself because I couldn't do them. Kicking <laughs> the ball at the hedge and, and trying to try again. That's a good shot, actually. I forgot about football videos. They were very addictive back in the day. I've got to do that one. I've got to you that. Yeah, yeah. It was um, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reminiscing, going way back. Let's move on and get a bit deeper into into the social media world. And now that we've kind of played our landscape, I want to kind of move on to how how is it. How is social media apps affecting our lives? What's the good? What's the bad? In in society as a whole, where do you firstly see the future of social media for the society? And where do you see social media in your life in the future in terms of habits? Yeah. So it, for for that question, I'm I'm looking to say, do. You, are you seeing yourself continuing the same habit? Are you wanting to reduce yourself? The, the amount you use it, do you think you'll benefit because of that?
1: Yeah, okay. well I'll, I can touch on the future later. Let me first talk about what's going on right now in terms of society and social media. Because yeah. when we were obviously building up for this episode to talk about social media, you mentioned to me, Sunit, before we, before we do this episode, you've got to watch Social Dilemma on Netflix. For anyone who has not watched that, please go and watch the Social Dilemma on Netflix. That had me questioning my whole life. Facts. That had me questioning everything. I was thinking I've got no free will. Is, <laughs> any, is there any choice I've made in my life from myself? Or has everything just been influenced and manipulated by these big tech organisations just telling me what I like and what I don't like? It's dirty. I'm in a place of absolute despair after watching that. So to be wanna, if you want to have a nice happy life, don't watch that. But <laughs> start questioning things. It's a great um, documentary to watch. And to be Comes at it from one angle. Obviously, it's got a, it's got an agenda, like most documentaries have, and it's coming at it from one angle. It briefly gives you the other side of the coin, but really it touches that on that right at the end. There's clearly one agenda, which is the idea that you know these big tech corporations at the moment, your, all your social media apps, they prey on us. We are the product. We aren't the customer, and they've just been influencing us and manipulating us slowly over time to basically conform to certain behaviours or. To stick with certain likes and interests that they believe we like, from how we how active we are on social media, right? And it's scary. It is scary that documentary, and I feel like obviously, as much as it is got, it's coming from one angle and it's got an agenda. There's a lot of evidence and a lot of facts in there, so it can't be ignored. So, in terms of social media, there are some
0: clear scariness about it. So let me first just touch on social and social dilemma. Yeah. You you've kind of mentioned your your review. It is mm. a crazy documentary. It's so like topical in, in terms of what, what's going on right now. It was a must watch for you. Mm. What was the initial things that you were that made you scared? Like what were the things that you're like, this is this is what? crazy. This is really like where yeah. it's bad. I think
1: everyone to this day knows that we are obviously being pushed and, you know, influenced by these companies. Cause everyone knows now that they obviously store a lot of data, especially with the with the algorithms, in Instagram and whatnot. They've all got their data, they all know our likes and interests. So they flood our feeds with stuff that they think we will we will like based on what we've liked in the past, right? So we already I think everyone already kind of knows that that's going on. I don't think that and no one's in the dark about that. But what's scary, right? particularly this documentary this documentary it's interviewing a lot of people who work at who used to work at these social media places like facebook google youtube whatever and i guarantee you all of those people still use social media and still don't haven't deleted any of the apps and even after watching that i didn't delete any apps i didn't i was scared and i was like what's going on but i'm still because i think we're too far gone as a society we rely on it so much now it doesn't matter even if the are put in front of us and the facts and are put in front of us we rely on social media so much That we still wouldn't give it up, even though it is scary. Like in the documentary, it goes into stuff that was happening in Myanmar, doesn't it? And how hate speech was pushed through Facebook to get, you know, put the population basically performing hate crimes on Muslims in Myanmar. And that's all through social media and Facebook pushing these sort of, you know, rhetorics and um, influences to the Myanmar population. That's the kind of sway they can have. They can actually force people to go and actually perform, like actual abuse on a religion, which is mental.
0: That is so that's, that's two points there, which I really think are scary. <laughs> One, the 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 real life, what's happening in in the real world because of control from, through governments, through just a collective voice of hate speech that is being able to. Being generated so quickly and shared around the world but also and probably more more relevant to our lives is that thing that you said you watched it you were scared nothing changed and even the guy I think what one of the guys in the documentary I think it was the Pinterest or, or CEO someone really high up within Pinterest who was the original guy he was like I'm completely aware of my habits I completely know that I'm doing this. I even know how the algorithms are formulated and worked, yet I still can't stop myself. Scary. I'm still, I'm still scrolling. I'm still going on there and still looking. Mm. And I think those are two great points. I think for me, what I think, oh, where is so, social media getting really bad? Mm. One, probably mental health for young people.
1: Yeah.
0: Because it's so easy to cross compare, compare our lives so easy to see finished products, not actually see the work that's put behind this. So everyone has this notion of wanting to be this thing, be great without ever seeing the work that's gone behind it or understanding what it means. And then even just on a closer level, we see our friends lives or other things in which we start to compare ourselves because they're sharing this or they're doing that. And we start to look back at bad, bad on ourselves or think bad about what we're doing. And yeah. I think that side of social
1: media is is a bit <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 but that's what I'm saying. I think like you said, I agree with those points and there are a lot of scary things about social media and that's obviously where that particular documentary is is going and, and the angle it's taking, right. But for all the things we've just said, I think there's also a flip side to it where social media is actually can be a good thing. I just think where it's been taken at the moment, where it, how it's been stretched and what it's being used for has turned into this scary negative thing because like you said with the whole mental health issue, I think in the documentary it shows the correlation of when social media began to rise and the amount of suicides and there's a clear correlation and increase in suicides since social media has begun right which there's no doubt that is clearly an issue but at the same time social media can be used for so much good you can see a lot of posts on social media where they, they're uplifting people. Well, they're trying to anyway. They're trying to uplift people and they're trying to show that you know, different bodies and different people from different backgrounds are all beautiful and all this. And there's a lot more pages that are trying to come, come up now, a lot more blogs through social media that are all trying to present the other side of the coin and show that beauty is not just one scandal. So I feel like social media can be, this is why I think it's a good conversation, because as much as I believe right now, especially after watching that documentary, it's been a really bad place because it's been stretched and, you know, it's been basically conformed to the capitalist system, where it's all about making money. It's all about yeah. making money. It's all about bringing in advertisers. And in order to do that, we need as much data on us as possible to make sure that the advertisements that they've given us are going to be successful, because that's how they get make more money. So it's gone down your typical capitalist route of money, forcing it into this cause for change and this cause of being just toxic, but at its core of what social media is, I think it actually is a great thing. You know, the, the ability, just like you said before, about you can speak to your family in America from a different continent, bringing people together like that, being able to uplift people and all those sort of things, it's, it can also be a great thing.
0: So let me let me ask you then, because here, here we're going into, okay, social media is great. Yeah, there is a lot of things it's good for but you also just mentioned there that it's on the wrong path Mm. okay so you think it's going in the wrong direction yeah 100 percent. okay so you think it's going in the wrong direction with the way that social media is the beast of it and it's kind of uncontrollable do you think that there's even a possibility of it getting better if you think it's going in the wrong direction and is that where you start to see you think it needs to be controlled Yeah, I think the only way now, because like like I mentioned before, we are so
1: far gone as a as a society. Where now, in order for it actually to be pulled back into what its core values were and what its core strengths of social media was, in order to pull back there, there's got to be some control, some regulation. So I think first and foremost, if we're talking about that mental health one that you brought up, set an age limit, set an age limit, and stick to it. In in terms, I genuinely believe now that 18 plus should use social media no one below 18 plus should use social media that is my honest opinion and we need to start getting a better system of somehow an id wants to get into these apps or being much more regulated from that sense because obviously anyone nowadays can just put in whatever data whatever they want so there's got to be some more control over that but for me definitely that is one step we'll talk about more to later but that is one step that needs to be done
0: okay well i'm going to take the opposing view here Right. I like the fact. I like the the point in which you're saying, like, okay, it is good, and there are ways. You you think it's kind of too far gone.
1: Mm.
0: I'd agree. the 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 direction social media is going is in a is in a dangerous space. But I also think it's not something. While well, I I think it's a bit of a pipe dream to think that you can kind of bring social media back and that it's too far gone. To me, it's not too far gone. To me, it's still developing. And when anybody like is mentioning that, this is gone, there's no way coming back. We are, this is, it needs regulation. I can't agree. Because the beast that is social media and the way that most of these companies are made are not with this intention, right? The only reason they're changing is through human habit. Okay, the way the user uses it, people like Jack Dorsey, who who founded Twitter, right? Twitter has led to Donald Trump being the president through the way the user uses it. Mm. Now, he's never he's never wanted it to become that beast it has. But the population made it like that. And I think while while it is crazy that something like that can have such an impact on society and government, I don't think having strict government regulations on certain platforms such as social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, whatever, is necessarily the way. And maybe it's a bit of a capitalist view, but it's I think that needs to be more probably education around it mm. and much more of an embrace of social media. Social media is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Technology is only going to get better. There's only going to be more ideas about how to use it. Unfortunately, there's only going to be better and smarter and clever algorithms and ways in which to market to you. While you say having an 18-year-old limit, well, that's nice in a perfect world, impossible. Kids are getting phones younger. You probably People probably have iPad, iPads and whatnot way, way, way younger. Like when they're first coming out in order to distract. Mm. So I think that, it's more of an embrace and educate and try and shape society in that way. But the more that you try and control through especially government restrictions, the more I, I think you come into a dangerous territory of being like a China in which you're like, this is what you see. This is what we allow. This is the speech you can have. But on the yeah. same point, I get where people come from when they say, well, then the owner has that say they can control like Twitter's kind of flagging all of Trump's tweets. But that's 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 already present. That's what's happening with the newspapers and um the guy who owns Sky and everything, Murdoch.
1: Yeah. He's
0: been doing that before social media. And I don't think that's going away unfortunately. It's more of an embrace for me. Here's where here's where I disagree with that point,
1: okay? Because the reason why I think I'm so first of all, I, I know yeah, social media don't go nowhere. And I'm happy for it to stay. I'm not saying that it can't get, get pulled back to where it used to be and with, I just mean what I'm saying is is the fact that the reason why I think controls are needed now is because it's killing people now. Now it's serious I think. There is a correlation between suicides and the, the use of social media and how, and how that's that's happening. That is now a point of government concern. It's no longer just an app for fun. It is a, a point of concern that needs to at least be addressed. right? And not only, we're not only talking about suicides, we're talking about hate speech, we're talking about, look at Donald Trump, his use of it, just like you said. He is you know, created almost cult like behaviour. You know, he almost had people rioting over the most recent um, election, talking about, you know, it's, it's rigged. People believe that. You can spell whatever kind of information you want through these um, social media, and people will believe you if you've got enough traction, enough respect. And you can start, of course, all sorts of... Um, crazy rights or whatever. That is a government concern. But what I want to talk about in terms of what I disagree with you is, is the fact that you said that it's to do with habits. That is what, what what's sort of pulled social media. I don't agree. I don't think it has. I don't think that's what's actually changed social media. I think what's changed social media into what it is now is shareholders. It is businesses. It is the fact that these aren't apps, just apps. These are businesses in a capitalist society, in a corporate world. In order for them to succeed and thrive, they have to beat out competition. They have to be competitive. They have to make more money. How do they make more money? Advertisements. You no, know, it like just filling your timeline with content advertisements over and over again, using your data, storing as much data as they can for you to see what you like, in order to 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 make sure that the ads they give you are going to be successful. That means these advertising companies will pay them more, right? people like government who want to use this sort of information like Cambridge Analytical want to use this data to work out election to work out to-, to target people who they know will vote for them. they're going to be paying these corporations a lot of money and now all this money and these bi- these massive tech companies are now economic forces in their own right because they're making trillions of, of pounds so they're their own economic force and now they actually have a say on government because now they can say all right if you don't if you don't if you want to put controls on us if you don't if you want to do something we'll just leave. We don't need you we'll go, we'll, we'll see how your economy survives without us, because it won't, because social media tech, that is what runs the world at the moment, and that's what I believe has, has changed social media and drug in not our habits, we are being constantly influenced by them, it's actually the fact that they are, because through their own selfishness and greed, well they have to be in order to to, to survive as a business, they're, pushed, they're trying to influence us more and more and push us to conform
0: okay two points one i agree okay i agree on the shareholder point yeah Uh, definitely the the need for money because if it's not about the money it is about the money it's always coming and circling background to the money so in where i'm saying habits that has become of that is because of what the shareholders have wanted and pushing us to see more advertisements, making it more addictive and yeah. thus uh, changing our habits in a way. So as an individual, as an individual, you you, you don't stand much of a chance <laughs> in order to go against that beast yeah. of, of society. But as a society, we've jumped to it. Right. As people, we've jumped and we're, we're easily susceptible because of our need to want more and want to be entertained a lot quicker, a lot more cheaply, and, and be sucked into that. But I just mm. want to put up a point, and this is what you've mentioned to me before, right? You've mentioned because on the side in which hate speech is shared quickly and people like Donald Trump can do stuff, there's also the side of it in which social movements such as Black Lives Matter and the things that's happened with George Floyd, in which everything is happening right now. Mm. Everything is being recorded right now and being shared across the globe right now. So these acts of change in society t- take less than a day in order for the people to get together, to, get, to gather and say, hey, me over here in New Zealand, I agree with that point, that mm. that is the wrong way that the society is moving. And we need to say something about that. And me over here in, in Nigeria, I agree. I agree. And we can all come together in our own little bubbles, yet make a collective huge noise. Through the power of social media. So we're able to impact change. And that's where I think it needs to be embraced because I don't think it's going to go away. And I, st- I really don't think that government restriction is going to change it. But I mm-hmm. think by using it in the right ways, making sure your voices are heard and making sure the right voices are heard and I, by it. I don't want to say the right voices in, in terms of culling and stopping other voices being heard, but making sure that they're, they are available on those platforms so you can go and make your own informed decision then then there's a space in which people are making more educated choices and using the platform for more education and not just being restricted in what they can see and i
1: agree yeah i agree with that but here's where i'm going to use your argument against you because yeah in a perfect world that is amazing If everyone you know could come together on social media and use it for good and change your habit. and Use it for change, and speak up on issues. Yeah, again, George Floyd is a perfect example of how it can be used for good. The issue is not, not everyone's a good person in this world, and people can spread fake news through social media. They can spread hate speech. There is still that that, and the thing is, we don't even know what's going not anymore. That's what's happened with social media. We don't know what's what. I'm looking at news and thinking, is this real? Or is this not? Who? Where is the source? Because you can spread whatever you want on social media, and while I agree with you, yes, if we do as a as, as a nation come together, that okay, we're gonna changing how we approach social media and use it for change, of course. But again, in an ideal world, that's just not going to happen. And I think without control, without without actual more restrictions and more attention, maybe not, maybe okay, maybe government control is a bit too, too far at this point in time. But at least some attention from the government to say, okay, how are we going to address the, that there is an issue here, because there is an issue at hand. So, yeah, maybe maybe that is one step too far for right now, but I do feel that the governments have to come together as a collective and talk about, okay, this is killing people now. This is not just, you know, a little bit of fake news and people, you know, conspiracy theories and whatnot. No, this is actually killing people. People are actually going one step further and rioting and using spreading violence. That is a point where now it becomes a government concern. So let me,
0: let me just ask as a major- as a majority, and we're taking all social medias as a population for those who use it in a bad way in to promote bad speech or things in which you consider to be bad.
1: Yes. And opposed
0: to those who use it in a good way, use it more generally, probably more influenced. What do you think the, the, the split is?
1: That is a very good question.
0: Because I'm just trying to understand how much we should punish the good for those <laughs> who are bad.
1: That is a good question. And I would be, I believe it's 50 50, I would say. 50 50? I'm going there. I can't.
0: I cannot. I cannot. Do you know
1: why, you know why I tell you it's 50 50? The reason why I believe it's 50 50 is because of how, of two reasons. Donald Trump getting presidency. And that's not to say that everyone who supported Trump is bad, right? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you look at the rhetoric and the language Donald Trump used to gain press presidency, it's scary. It's scary because he the way he the way he he's a genius, to be honest, because he saw in the economic market that there is way more population that are incredibly patriotic. And if he can present a uh, me versus them rhetoric about the wall and that we need to look after us and we' need to focus on ourselves, so he would win based on that right and again for me that is what's bad that's what's good the fact that he he could do that and still win shows that there are enough people out there who still are have this selfish greed and selfish innate nature because that actually pulls to them and pulls them so much that they can get a majority in an election and win
0: so let me just pull two points quickly because to your 50 50 point and relating it back to trump yeah. trump won on electoral votes electoral college votes okay so that is different to yeah. mass population yeah. okay so just gonna call that one out well, he,
1: yes. no no but, but, but on actual votes he was not far off he Let's
0: wasn't it was it was 50 it was like i think hillary had him not by a lot by a couple million maybe exactly so it, okay it, so. yeah but that's just America. If it, if we expand it across the whole world, that that little margin gets a little bit bigger. Because I think everything in every instance in which that kind of rhetoric has been shared, yeah, you're going to have the mass population agree lean more to this side as opposed to that. Mm-hmm. And I think also just kind of agreeing, hearing your point and making mine a little bit smaller. Not not the point smaller, but Making it more focused. I think now more than ever, there's a huge tie. There's a huge difference between being an influencer, being a follower, being an inter, being an influencer, and being a follower. Sorry. Mm. So there's more voices that you're hearing, but those people who are able to convey their points and share their voice in a really successful way. now able to influence a lot lot more because a lot of the people that are voting really don't care that much about what is going on Mm. that's they're not they're not really reading in beyond what they see on facebook they're not they're not going and doing their own searches they are just being fed their suggested feed Mm. right so it is a kind of weird time in which you're trying to understand who is the better who's the best at sharing that voice and trump is and his party and him getting elected was a masterclass in being able to feed feed that voice through to the the people in in the rural areas of america and enough people in the inner cities but we're coming to the end of the podcast so i'm just going to go on two points really quickly one point is something i want to discuss really short but not get into it because I think it's one for another topic and then I finally want us to answer that question of how do we want to see the future of social media used in our lives and how, how do we want to go so one is on small towns and I mentioned uh, electoral college and how you see when you see the map of America for example is that you see the populists place the cities are the ones that leading liberal and those more rural areas red okay and with social media now allowing us to be more connected and with our our world being able to work more re- remotely as we've seen through covid mm. do you think there's going to be a push in which people start to move further out from cities do you think cities are going to become more more redundant <laughs> in their power and that we as a population are going to be spent now that's quite a big question so, so i just fast. want to hear i just want to hear your initial just quick thought because i was like it just pops up in my head and then we'll go on to the answer, answer our other questions.
1: So you're saying, okay. will people start to go into the more rural areas? Will we see more? I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: Will small towns and villages become more popular because people are able to have more of a voice in in the world yep. by being by their being own, yet when they close their screen, they're able to be in some peace. That's- I still think I'm still gonna say no. I don't think it will. Because okay. I
1: think we are, we we us as human beings innate, we want we search for happiness. And I feel like with it we find happiness when there's more stuff to do, and there's more stuff to fill our time and there's more enjoyable things to do. And in the pop- the reason why they're popular and the reason why they are they are so populated is because they have so much more to do. There's so much more to gain there, right? And yeah, while your voice may not be as it may not be as impactful in terms of your actual life and what you're doing the happiness you get from that is still in cities. so therefore i don't think we would we would sacrifice our happiness just to have more voice
0: my my initial thoughts are that we will we'll oh. definitely spread out we'll definitely get more out because you you're able to be so much more successful from your home you're really able to get out and with the social media taking more of an impact on our lives and really affecting what we do every day, I think the need for an escape and the need for being more separated from people is only going to grow, and that's going to force more people moving out. I mean, the population is always growing, so these cities are only going to get bigger and bigger. But I think more and more people, especially young people, because we're the ones who flock to cities, are going to start thinking, "Hmm, I might be able to, to actually live in somewhere which is a lot more beautiful not not in one room in london <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could still do this job i can still have an impact i can still have a voice mm. so those are my initial thoughts we're going to part that one because i think that that's the one we can get into another day in and a more broader topic of of where we're moving as a yep. society of young people and just cities and living but to end this podcast Sunit, so, let me hear, how How do you think you're going to use social media? Not right now, not in the immediate future, but say five years from now, how, how would you like to be using social media? Where do you kind of, if you were making a prediction, where do you kind of think it will, will be? Yeah,
1: so like I said, I love social media. It's cool, I love what it is, and it, it, is, an, it is enjoyable. So I just want to be able to break out of the habit. Because right now, I'm not going on there just to seek entertainment, just to seek enjoyment. I'm doing it in random spaces of time, in between random things, and it's like just based on habit. For me, first and foremost, what I want to do going forward is I want to be able to break the habit. I want to be able to only use social media when I want to have some entertainment and go onto social media with a purpose, not just I like can click on it and see what happens. For me, that is scary. That I don't actually know what I'm going on there for, I'm just doing it because it's what I need to do. I, w- I want to only be able to use my social apps when I'm in a moment, okay. I've now got nothing else to do. I want to see people, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on this. And that is where I want to I wanna be with my social media use.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's so. Social media is such a hold on our lives, and yeah. moving away from it, if possible, is definitely the goal. I think. Me personally, I definitely see social media only continuing to grow and only continuing to affect us more. I definitely want to kind of separate myself from social media a little more. And in that it's just not, not feeling like I need to pick it up when I have a moment where I'm like, okay, I've got a break at work. Why is it, why is it picking up my phone? You know, being more, more strict in terms of how I use it, maybe in certain times. Mm. certain times a day because I think it just being on social media is not going to benefit your life in any way if you're using it constantly throughout the day but I still do think social media is a force going forward and it has to be embraced and I think there are many good things we didn't touch on like the education that can be gained through social media the the idea of having podcasts or um, audiobooks, things where you can just listen straight away. I don't know if you call that social media, but that's through the world of technology or learning things and new interests that can quickly be gained up and reinforced. Yeah. through social media.
1: building in a brand, having your own career, not not doing your normal nine to five if that's not for you, having being able to you know have a successful sustainable career just from social media. There are great things. That's why I think I think most people agree. At its core, social media is great.
0: Yeah, and I like that you've mentioned that brand because, like, we didn't mention that at all throughout the thing. But just the ability that now through social media, any man, <laughs> really, whether you like it or not, and when most of the people you probably see in in, in those influencer spaces who are making money mm. on social media is like, God, I don't, I don't get you. I, you know, you're probably a bit fake on the other side, but you're really able to make a serious career Mm. from utilizing social media it's not just people on the tv who have been able to go through these schools and get these opportunities if you have a camera you can make yourself a hell of lot of money from showing a talent and just picking it up and it's a great point and a great way to kind of close it up yep go do good with social media go use it for the best you 100
1: percent if like and i i liked your point earlier if we can actually as a society just start using it for good it can be a great tool but all that happened we will have to
0: see right we will have to see and that's a wrap on podcast number four talking social media it's been a good one i've enjoyed it's neat
1: it? Uh, it's been fun this one's been my favorite so far but
0: anyway guys we'll see you again every tuesday we'll see you next week take it Peace easy up. Peace out, guys.